South Africa. Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. That in English means Happy Men's Month to all men in Mzansi. Always know you are kings and I can't wait to meet up with you all at the Men's Conference 2022 which is happening from the 13th to 15th February 2022. In case you didn't know, here in South Africa, it's Men's Month in February. Okay? So yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's Men's Month. So anyway, welcome to episode 38. And let me just say this. I really, really do appreciate your support. I really do appreciate that you tune in to the podcast every freaking week. I, I appreciate your support. I really, really do. Anyway, coming your way, I'm going to drop a very hot hip-hop song from Kanzi Sean and I'll give you my 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days Review and also I'm going to pizzo musimon about free money's love for wasteful people and I'll express what's the purpose of having children in my opinion. And with that being said, let me jump into Your Elders Were Dirty and all I'm doing here is just exposing what our elders used to get up to when they were young. And therefore, they cannot criticize us for doing the exact same things they used to do. Alright? Today, I am checking out this song. Tevin Campbell, I Am Ready, released in 1993. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. And without wasting any time, Mandingenengo, Gwilirik's Uti Utevi Tevi, Baby, it was uncool to love me, and then leave me standing here now without a goodbye. And maybe 
I am the fool you call me, cause I'll be here standing, waiting to hear you say to me, I'm ready, you know I'm ready to love you forever. Hey love, come and love me forevermore. Sometimes when I'm alone, I feel sad. I know you'll leave me once again and take my pride and maybe I am the fool you call me cause I'll be here standing, waiting to hear you say to me, I'm ready, you know I'm ready to love you forever. Hey love, come and love me forevermore. And once again, I'll be right here waiting to share your love. But I hope this time for once will forever mean it. So Kengoku, what is dirty about this song? Maybe you are like, I'm on Tulisa, there's nothing dirty with this song. Tulisa, you're, you are stretching it. Tulisa, you are clutching at straws. No, my friend. Uh-uh. No, 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 amigo. No, senorita. Let me tell you what's going on with this song. Let me tell you where is the dirtiness. Listen up. Listen up. Line by line, as I usually do. Mamel. Baby, it was uncool to love me and then leave me standing here now without a goodbye. And maybe I am the fool. You call me because I'll be here standing, waiting to hear you say to me, I'm ready to love you forever. Okay? So, is that in our parents' generation, they made fools of soft men. And they took advantage of soft men. And based on Lengoma, since it is sung by a male, it means Uguba, Umamaku no Antiwaku, always made fools of soft men. They always took advantage of soft men. Now, isn't that just dirty and bad? Of course it is. And now it's on Chongilu Tevin Campbell. Ubikile, he is that soft, nice guy. You can see Ugba, oh, back then when he was a young man, a lot of women took advantage of him because he looks soft and he looks like a nice guy. Every generation has got that soft, nice guy women always take advantage of. It did not start with our generation. Therefore, your Female elders in your family cannot criticize you for taking advantage of that soft, nice dude who wants you or who has dated you. Because this is exactly what your female elders used to do when they were young. They too took advantage of that soft, nice guy. And just like in our generation, women always have that one soft dude in mind to fall back on in case things don't work out with her bad boy. And as again, if maybe there in your group of female elders, there is an uncle or a, a father who is a bad boy till this day. If there is, it means Ukba. And it also means Uguba. There is always that soft guy, nice guy, 
she has somewhere there in the periphery that she will fall back on if things do not work out with La Bad Boy that she's with right now. Serious, wokutlale pansi with your female elders, ubabuze, uba, ayiko la, la, la soft, nice guy, good guy, who is in the periphery, ogwe background, that you, you always feel like you can count on and fall back on in case things don't work out with your bad boy. Trust me, the answer will be yes, ukon. At first, they're going to be like, ah, you call on, you call on. But the more and more you ask and you dig and you dig, uzobona uba, ukon, guzban ban, ugila ila friend, lea, ya man, uput ban ban, oh, uncle ban ban, guieloa, guiela la la soft, nice guy. Oy, insurance. The same way that you today, as a young woman, you have that soft, nice, good guy in the background that is your insurance in case things do not work out well with your bad boy. And you know, whenever your bad boy cheats on you or whenever you're not on good terms with your bad boy because of some crazy-ish that he done and you guys are not talking, you always text that good, soft guy that you have this idea of falling back on in case things do not work out with your bad boy. Uyayaz, Uyayaz, you know, you know this very well. So this whole thing, of course, didn't start with your generation. Kutali Senzek. It happened in our elders' generation too. Yeah. Dozom Cholokot. Ish. Yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress Utalandi stress on gulom cholon dazi pagas and yukuo Jolo I'm tossing and turning kunzi manola la panzi kwezingubo Blankets Uzizi pondi yam tanda kotwa kutwandi kelwanguzuko Dapina ndava bekwa ace Wakotu kanotebu ho Stress upon stress upon stress Madite ndipume kuyo le mess Ingondo ya mizo te irilex Usheli pes kwa yonjenge pentress Zizi po ipeli lelendo yetu Pura chinoba unganji bluetik Kutala untala ngepumlo Kutala umane unyanta Kutala sikabana singavani no good times Asinyobani utando ufedil Umjolo yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress 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 Umjolo yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress 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 Umjolo yandi stress Umjolo yandi stress 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 Umjolo yandi stress Oh man, hot Nali Sende, New York, it's that new hit, Kanzi Sean, oh man, oh man, I'm telling you, it's that new hit, first time ever, Funk Master Tuisa, hot Nali Sende, New York, did you hear that? Oh man, New York, I'm telling you, it's that new hit from a new artist. Oh man, 
hot Nelly Sende. You know, when, it, when an artist has got new heat, the artist first comes to us. Artists do not come to them, artists come to us. There is them and there is us. We bring the heat. Hot Nelly Sende, Funk Master to Lisa, Kansi Sean, oh man. Did you hear those bars? Did you hear those bars? Kanzi Sean dropping bars. Oh man. Hot Nali Sende. I'm tossing and turning Kunzima no lala panzi kwa zingubo. Uzizipondi ya mtanda kota kutwandi chelo Oh man. So many bars. Hot Nali Sende. Funk Master Tulisa. New York! I'm telling you man, it's that new heat. That new heat. It is hot! Fresh out of the oven. Fresh out of the kitchen. Fresh out of the studio. Hot Nelly Sunday. I don't think you heard those bars. Stress upon stress upon stress. Mandite ndipume kuyo le mess. Ingondo yami zote irelax. Usheli pes kwa yonjenge bench press. Oh man! New York, have you heard anything like that before? That's that heat we've been looking for. Hot Nali Sande. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. I'm done acting the fool. Okay. I'm done. That was a song by Kanzi Sean. It's called Umjolo Stress. <laughs> I'm done. I am back to my normal self. <laughs> Here's what I want to do right now. And that is, Kanti, what's the point of having children? Yeah? What, what's the point? According to reports, Carol Matau bought her son a brand new car for his 13th birthday as she promised to do so two years ago. She made that promise. And the reason for this is she wants her son to learn how to drive in their secure complex. Now, of course, the South African public was jealous of this move. As they usually are. You know how we are sometimes here in South Africa. We become very jealous. You see the comments on social media. And I saw those posts and the comments. I read those comments. Majority of them were negative. They were just filled with jealousy because I think there are parents out there in South Africa who can't do what Kero Matau did for her 13-year-old son. And Yasbuz, Kanti, what's the purpose or the point of having children if Ozukwazi Ukubenzela izindo ezifana njengezi? Now, I was motivated when I saw that. I was like, damn, this is something I would love to do for my future children. And I'm Dana right now. And I've said before the reasons why I do not want Umdana right now. Okay, I said it, if you remember. What's the point of having children if they are going to live the same life that you lived when you were a child? What's the point 
if they are going to have the same upbringing as yours. The reason why I'm saying this is because my idea of having children is that I want them to live a far better life than I lived when I was a child. If my parents couldn't afford to get me a car when I was 13, then I want to be able to afford to buy my children their own cars when they turn 13 or, or 15 or 16. I want to be able to do those things. Isn't that the whole purpose of being a parent? You want your kids to live a life that is 10 times better than the one you lived when you were a child. What's the point of having a child if they're just going to repeat the same cycle that you were in, in your upbringing? Now, as a person, I would love to one day be able to buy my future children their own homes when they turn 21. Because I just feel that having your own home is the uppermost important thing in this life thing. And it may come across as if the premise of my argument is based on materialistic values. No. I just want my future children to live a very comfortable life. And that requires you, the parent, having a lot of resources. Resources come from your monetary access. If you have access to a lot of money, then there's a lot of things that you can achieve. That's the world we live in. I am not basing my argument on how your child behaves, how your child carries themselves, if your child has got respect, if your child has got love, if your child is humble, if your child is honorable, if your child treats other kids well, if your child is responsible. I'm not talking about those things. I'm not going to base my argument on those things. Because that is like the basis of being brought up. That's the foundation. It will always be there, Londo. It's very important. And there's nothing to improve on when it comes to those things. Right? But there's a lot to improve on when it comes to the quality of life you want for yourself and for your children. So going back to this 13-year-old boy who received a car for his birthday. What will that teach him? I can assume that already Pagoguabo, they have their own reasons as to why Bamnige Lemoto for his birthday. And those reasons could stem from those foundations that I talked about. Maybe the kid at 11, 12 was already a responsible young boy. And therefore, his mother trusts him to drive around in his brand new car in a secure complex. Of course she's going to be by his side. He's not going to drive La Moto alone in a secure complex. That's not going to happen. She's going to teach her son how to drive the car because as a mother who brought this young kid into this world and and she knows irresponsible. So Ngoku umfundisa ezinye irresponsibilities to take upon, such as driving a car. So Gemna, I don't see a problem with what this particular mother has done for her son. Because Nam, as a future parent one day, 
Tifuna unika abantu anabam is soft life. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Dun, dun, dun. They looking to Robin for some kind of approval. I don't have a headwife in this family. <laughs> Doesn't that advert kill you? <laughs> it kills me. Right, anyway, so this is my 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days Season 5 Episode 4 Review. And I must say, I am absolutely loving this new cast. I absolutely do. They are bringing it. Right, Dizokala with Ella and Johnny. Now, we haven't seen much of this couple, that is Ella and Johnny. And this couple gave me a very big cultural shock. They've been chatting for a year and a half. And Ella had a witchcraft ceremony to manifest for a good relationship. On the other hand, Johnny in China went to see a traditional healer to get herbs to help Ella lose weight. Now, let me just address this whole thing of having a witchcraft ceremony. Look, man, I am from Kukule to Cape Town, South Africa. And witchcraft is a big thing in Africa. All right? So it was a massive cultural shock for me to see someone like Ella practicing witchcraft and having a witchcraft ceremony to manifest for a good relationship. I just couldn't believe it. Now, here in South Africa, if you do ish like that, bruh, that's like a crime. That's like putting a love potion on your partner and making your partner a, a zombie who, who loves you and only you and nobody else. That thing is frowned upon here in South Africa. And to see an American do that ish, so carefree. That was a shocker for me, bruh. And then with Johnny having the audacity <laughs> to go to a traditional healer and tell the traditional healer that he's got a problem with his fiance or girlfriend in America. She's too overweight. Can you just give me herbs so that she will eat these herbs and, and, and help her out in losing weight? Like, I, I put myself in a woman's shoe in that moment. And I was like, if I was a woman in a relationship with a guy and my guy went behind my back, went to a traditional healer and talked to a traditional healer or anyone about my weight, how would that make me feel? It would honestly make me feel terrible. So I don't know, man. Like this this is a weird couple. It's like 
they they weird, but they very interesting because I want to see more when it comes to this couple. They they very quirky and I love quirky. But however, I should add something. And that is I noticed that Johnny makes it a point to say everything Ella wants to hear. And that for me is a red flag. It really is a red flag. It makes me think that he is coming to America for other motives that don't have to do with L-O-V-E. Now, let me move on to Caleb and Alina. In case you don't know, Caleb is from the USA. Alina is from Russia. In this episode, Alina complained to Caleb that after their first night together, there was no sex or physical affection. And then Kengoku Caleb cuddled with Alina, but it was not for too long. And I saw that the dude doesn't seem to be physically attracted to her. And I said this last week. And he always looks for an excuse to avoid contact with Alina, the physical contact. Because he cuddled with Alina for a very short space of time. And he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I've got presents for you. And then he started to open those presents for Alina. I was like, this dude is avoiding physical contact with Alina by all means necessary. I feel like he treats Alina more like a friend than a potential partner. Because if you remember, he eventually met Elijah, Alina's friend from Russia. And I think Elijah also picked up that Caleb isn't physically attracted to Alina and therefore there was tension between Elijah and Caleb because Elijah could see man, man, this dude might be taking my friend for a ride over here this dude might be regretting this dude might not be feeling my friend the way my friend feels this dude so there was that tension it was very palpable and then the three of them sat down for dinner and Caleb made a toast and said that Alina is his best friend. Now, I, my eyes popped out. And I was like, damn, dude. Alina was shocked herself. She could not believe. She was like, damn, you could see it from the inside. This guy, we've been chatting for like 13 years. And then here he is toasting that I am his best friend. What the fuck? I didn't come here to be his best friend. I came here to be his lover and get the dick. <laughs> uh, but this, man, further increased tension between Caleb and Elijah. And then after that encounter, Elijah decided to give Caleb and Alina some space. Right? And then they started to chat things out and so on and so on. Which led the couple back to their hotel room and they started kissing. And I was like, okay, it's going down now between Caleb and Alina. But yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I cringed. I cringed. I really, really cringed. I, I just cringed. I really do not know why I cringed, but I cringed. Maybe one day I'll let you know why I cringed. Because I feel like I, I, I really need to think this through. But I cringed. Uh, I'll tell you in the following episodes why I cringed. 
when Caleb and Alina started to kiss and make out on the bed. Lastly, let me move on to Mike and Jimena. They met at the airport and they had their first kiss and yo, <laughs> Mike cannot kiss, eh? Mike just cannot kiss. He really, yo, I, yo, I, eh. That was stressful to watch. But of course, any person would be stressed and overwhelmed if they arrived at their partner's apartment and their whole family is there. Mike turned red and Jimena's family members said he looked like a tomato. Of course, the guy was going to turn red because the whole family is there. Imagine, you just landed in a foreign country and your partner's whole family is there at her apartment to meet and greet you. No, dude, that was just too much. It was like the whole of Colombia was there waiting to see this blesser who was going to take their beautiful daughter out of Colombia and put her in the promised land called the United States of America. And I noticed that they can see that Mike isn't Jimena's type, but they understand why she's doing all of this. Her father even said so, that, yo, man, Mike is not the type of guy for, for, my, for my daughter. And here's a part that touched me. It was when Jimena's oldest son said, Mike is the best boyfriend his mother has ever dated. Yabona, if the kids love you like that, then homie, it might be very, very difficult to one day have to split up with your girl. In this episode, the couple has a challenging language barrier. They always had like short conversations and this frustrated Jimena. Maybe she was thinking that getting an American green card through Mike was turning out to be more challenging than she thought it would be. That's the look she gave out. I think this particular couple is going to give us a lot of twists and turns. And most of it is going to come from Jimena's history with men and her history in Colombia with the law. I just think that she strikes me as the kind of woman who's got history with the law. And it's not good history with the law. Who, 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 who would have good history if you've got history with the law? All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so moaning about? I can't let this one out of my mind. Today, I am Pizzo Musimoning about free money's love for wasteful people. I'm frustrated that the forces of money always attract people who are wasteful. Doesn't it disgust you that lotteries are won by people who aren't responsible with money the way you are? It's like money knows that if you would have plenty of it, you will use it responsibly. And therefore, it deflects from a person like you. 
on some i know this one go clever uzo investor atenge indlu and open a business therefore i want someone who will blow these millions in less than 5 years ingathi imali izicelele lonto money is very unfair towards a prudent person such as yourself and doesn't this suck yeah it sucks bro it doesn't want someone who sees an investment opportunity when 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 they spot a dilapidated building in a cbd it, it wants someone who will drink party and splurge away all of that cash imali ifuna umuntu onjeya it's like how the rich kid with a full cricket or football kit has no talent in sports but is given all the right gear on a silver platter but you the talented kid you're short of like a cricket bat or football boots that's how this whole thing feels to me free money is very very unfair towards a financially prudent person i funombon you see it every week on i blew it when these guys get like 3 4 million rand from the road accident fund or they win the lottery 14 million rands 15 million rands 30 million rands and they blow it within less than 5 years what do they blow it on they splurge on booze cars clothing and entertainment and when it comes to the guys they spend a lot of cash on women now listen i do not have a problem with someone who spoils themselves from time to time ukonba i man cut candies tengele man like it is a skip or the jean expensive jean you know from time to time woman who spoil okanye ukonba no let me get myself that car that one car go talandi khalela that now i can afford back then i couldn't afford it kodwa ngoku ndiyakwazi afford so manditenge ngalemali uyithenge nyana i don't have a problem with that type of spending ingxakiyam is that free money ifuna ezizibhanxa ezi zizoyinqunqa yonke lamali in less than 5 years this thing is frustrating i remember watching the first season of i blew it i was always surprised and shocked at how these guys splurged and spent the free money they got now in season 2 diabatuk kon diabatuk i'm like yo spank spank stupid stupid yo skyela futhek like i have like no sympathy now like ndidikiw didikwe by the fact okuba free money always goes for these guys they always attract these guys they always give free money to these guys that's what free money does free money doesn't want a person like you and i who will know what to do with the money tina si badlile too much na now free money is going to be like ah 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 not nina not nina we we don't want someone who is going to create more wealth from the free money if you get free money you must blow that free money very quickly because ifrika gathi oyisebenzelanga i think that's how free money perceives people like free money really really goes for 
the least brightest light bulb out of the chandelier it does that there was a dude on i blew it who received i think 4 million rand from the road accident fund and he said that when he received the first payment which was over 1.7 million rands if i'm not mistaken he said the first thing that he did was to pay rent imagine you are now a multimillionaire but of course the rough money is not for for you to splurge and 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 live like a millionaire it's for medical reasons and to to look after yourself in case you might need to go for checkups and 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 expensive operations that's what it is meant for this guy the first thing he did was pay rent instead of fucking buying a house for himself and then when he received the second payment he signed a lease for another apartment for his friends and him to produce music and party like i just, I, i just couldn't believe it kokon man in tukis ko even if i am reading about a person who blew their lottery jackpot in less than 5 or 10 years they are they are some they am thuka lomuntu for being stupid dipine dituke nemali for always going after these dimwits and not us you and i who know exactly what to do with freaking money i am sure you feel betrayed by god and your ancestors when you come across a story of someone who blew millions and millions of rand of free money i'm sure you feel betrayed you you feel that your ancestors and 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 god has betrayed you ubabuza haibo god haibo zinyanyazam haibo bantu abaphansi kuthe nizon betray kanje nanku umuntu nimnika i 14 15 million rands from the national lottery okanye nimnika i 7 million rand from the road accident fund why couldn't that be me ndifumane ezomali and know exactly what to do with them why why are you betraying me why are you not fighting for me to receive these kinds of blessings the free money you are busy there watching other people's children and their ancestors work kamnandi for bona make things happen for bona giving them free money but here i am now on the nikile free money continuing janina i'm sure you asking yourself such questions when you come across a story of someone who blew millions in less than 5 or 10 years No man. Why does free money does this to us? Why? Senzentoni. Senzenina. Senzentoni. What have we done? Right. So that's what I'm pitso musi morning about. Free money must just stop going to these people who do not know what to do with it. Maiza pakuti man stina sezo yaz exactly what to do with it So anyway thank you for listening to episode 38 I'll return next week with episode 39 It's the Tulisa Kanzi air strike it is always always a humbling pleasure to know that you support the podcast you listen to the podcast every damn week I really appreciate that 
Remember, whatever you do, do not lose the child in you. Super serious kakhulu, uzoba frustrated, ube depressed. Adios amigos and bonito damas.